0: AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host. You know, I was thinking, we're still in the beginning of the year, and uh, I think we need to take our time as we prepare for what we're going to do. Some people call it resolutions. I don't necessarily like that word too much, but I think we should plan for what we're going to do. And if we're going to plan, I think we need to refer to the one that has plans for us. Jeremiah tells us, for I know the plans I have for you. Perhaps we should line up our resolutions with Jeremiah 29 and see what does God think about what I want to accomplish this year. But beyond that I want to tell you something because a lot of us we become so humble. We become so small-minded. We we refer to our past so much and our past mistakes and errors that when we're planning for the future we plan small because I don't want to fail because I don't want everybody to know. But what does the Bible say about that? Isaiah 54 in my life has been a passage that has challenged me year after year. And I especially refer to it every, every end of the year and, and beginning of the year. I just have it close in my, in my, in my hip pocket. I, I bring it out because uh, verse 1, Isaiah 54, he talks about faith. Sing O oh barren woman, you who have not born, sing because you know what you're gonna have more than what you think. You're gonna have more than anybody else. And then verse two, he says, if you could believe what I'm telling you to have faith in, then we should do something about it. Verse two, he says, enlarge, he says stretch, he says expand. He says you are gonna you're gonna need space and, and don't and don't be cheap about it. Build a new room, some versions say. And uh, and that's where I want to get to. Verse verse two and verse three. Dream big. We're not only entering into a new year in 2020, but we've entered a new decade. Where are you going to be in 10 years? What is this decade going to bring for you? And I'll, and will you be ready for it? How do you be ready for it? How will you be ready for it? If you build, you build it. And so this year, at the, still being at the beginning of the year, don't rush into some resolution or just dust off last year's resolutions, plan, pray, take some time to find out what God has for you. What are the plans God has for you? And once you feel you know what it is, begin to build a place for that blessing. Malachi says, I'm going to bless you. If you do what I say, I'm going to bless you so much, you're not going to have room to store it. And so if you want big blessings, if you're like me and you believe God for big blessings, then build a big place. Build big because God is an abundant God and he can fill it. Amen. That's the word I wanted to drop on you today. I hope you receive that and I hope you can you can chew on it a little bit. And it was it's probably more than I than I usually do on a, on a weekly basis, but praise the Lord, you can handle it. And so today being back in the studio in uh our Church of the Week, AM six thirty the word studio here on the twelfth floor in the Salem studios. I'm joined with a local pastor, a man that that I'm glad he came up all the way out. You've heard of him before, you've seen him on his Facebook and uh on his on his podcast on his uh live feeds. And I'm glad to be here with Pastor uh Pastor Jacob and uh Jacob Pastor tell us a little bit about what's going on and welcome thank you for coming on the program with us today
1: you're welcome my friend yes it's you know it's funny i love i love what you just said as far as dreaming and building that's right where we're at uh, in my house in our church house but dreaming and building and just the excitement of what you said going into a new decade it's man i've got i've got a whole new start and it is more than a resolution and i i love the idea of new Beginnings. I, I love my favorite thing to do in the world. I tell my kids this all the time: is is to wake up the next morning, and they always ask why. And I said, because new mercies are waiting for me, yes. and it doesn't matter if I won or lost yesterday. I get to do it all over again. So, man, that's that's exciting. That's a great conversation to have.
0: It is, and, and that's a great way of looking at it because we get down on ourselves. Yes, don't we? You yes. know, you, you you set a you set a goal to lose. To lose weight, yes. To uh, to do whatever, yeah. And the first, you know, the first Snickers you see, you you attack it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth, <laughs> you know. And then you you quit the diet. Why should you quit? Tomorrow's a new day.
1: That's right. That's the truth, man. So yeah, that's 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 it. I mean, whether it's your health or it's a new devotion or your prayer life, whatever those things are, man. There's not a there's not a written rule book. Just start over the next day, and just start over the next day, and
0: just keep going. You know, and I, I like I like that um, when we're talking about our relationship with God and and being close to God is a great time to begin new devotionals. Sure, you know to begin a new book, a new reading plan. I believe I believe in reading plans. Yes, uh, and and it's a great time to begin a new one and just get in it. You didn't finish last one. Okay, you only did fourteen days. That's okay. This this yeah. time, do more days. Yes, but, no, but, that's
1: good. I mean, I, I think when you when you consider the freedom that comes into your life when you become a believer, don't rob yourself of the freedom that the Lord has given to you by binding yourself to something he doesn't bind you to. If you, if you miss a day, miss a day, man. Just get back to it the following day and enjoy the freedom that God has given you. Otherwise, your devotion, in, at least in my experience, it becomes more of a chore than it is having an encounter with the Lord and hearing from him.
0: I like that. We we should we should use that more often. Mercies are new. Cause, I mean, it is biblical. It's not a crazy idea. But it is something we kind of put it away. You know, it's not, it's not one of the more popular passages in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But his mercies are new.
1: Every morning.
0: Every morning. Every morning. morning. And, yes, and I, I like that. I like that. We should wake up in the morning and say, wow, it's a, I got new mercies. Yesterday has passed. Praise the Lord. Yes. I don't got to do that again. I get to do something new today. Yes,
1: yes that's right. That's, that's right where it's at. And that's, to me, the exciting part of it. I mean, when I take my kids to school, that's one of the declarations that I take them through Um, if it's if it's we're above and they finish the rest we're not beneath if it's we're the head and they finish we're not the tail it's and mercies have been made what they've been made new and and just getting those things in your spirit and really just enjoying the relationship that we get to have with God so yeah that's wonderful
0: tell me a little bit about yourself now pastor Um, you're you're part of the team at Healing Place Church yes in in Bernie yes I am. and you're there with with Pastor with Pastor Warren. Yes. yes. And uh, but tell me a little bit about yourself. We had Warren on the air a couple of months ago and uh, mm-hmm. had a great time with yes, him. He absolutely. killed it. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. It, if anybody <laughs> knows Warren, we
1: that's we... <laughs> the crazy Cajun. Is we call him in our house. <laughs> but yes, you know, I've I've walked with Pastor Warren for about 20 years though. Military is what initially brought me to San Antonio and 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 uh i'm tickled when i think about that part of my my story my testimony because i didn't intend on joining the military for reasons of of patriotism or valor or wanting to you know defend my country it was man i need to get out of houston which is where i'm yeah. originally from if i don't if i don't leave this city i'm going to end up dead yeah. or just in the wrong way in the wrong place and so when i joined the military it was it was on a whim. It was, man, I need to get out of here. And yeah. um, the lifestyle that I was living when I was in Houston, I mean, it was, I don't come from a lineage of preachers. I'm not, as you uh, called it earlier, a PK, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't have that history of pastors and preachers. And, you know, I was raised, I was raised to believe in God, but it, it just didn't stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so growing up, getting into high school, having two older brothers that were not the greatest influence in the world, but I looked up to them for all of the wrong reasons, uh, got into the wrong, you know, lifestyle and and situation in Houston and drugs and and, and violence. Um, I, I became a stripper. It was just this whole mess of a situation and it just went into a deeper and deeper and deeper hole. And so I thought, you know what, the problem is this city, obviously, I need to leave it.
0: <laughs> obviously. I,
1: yeah, obviously, I need to join the military, which is what I did. And then all of the problems I was having in that city started happening in this city. Hello. And it and it started to dawn on me, well, maybe maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> and and so around that time, someone shared the gospel with me for the first time. And man, I couldn't shake it. I, I just couldn't shake it. And I couldn't sleep. All I could think about was, man, everything I've given my life to uh, women money drugs popularity relationships um you know material things they've always come in and out of my life and have always left me unsatisfied nothing none of those things have done it and i just when i heard this man share the gospel what you know god has done what he's given his son what i can have and he wants me to be his son and this is how it's possible and I can be forgiven, and I can be healed and, and the, the the things that i 'd been through and done and carry in the shame and the guilt of the things that i'd walked and the way that I had been it it just i I knew that was it and and when I came to know the Lord, it wasn 't in an altar call at a church i was I was actually and i 'm just being very frank i mm-hmm. was in, I was actually having uh, sex with a woman and didn't know it then but the presence of god started to sweep in my room and interrupted that whole situation yeah. and i i just i felt like i was going to cry and I, this has never happened to me i'm 21 years old thinking to myself what this this girl's going to think i'm having a nervous breakdown what is happening to me you know what i'm going to i'm going to excuse myself and i i just need to be alone right now and i remember praying okay, God, I don't, outside of now I lay me down to sleep or, Mm. you know, Hail Mary full of grace to our Father, that's, I I didn't have nothing. I didn't know how to really talk to God. So all I could say was, man, I know what that man told me is true. Mm. And, And I believe that you want me to be your son and that you have a plan and a purpose for my life. And I feel like, I feel like I want to be saved. Like he said, you want to save me. So Forgive me of the way I've lived. Um, I, I'm I'm not proud of what I've done. I'm I'm asking you to to restore my life and give me a purpose and and give me what your heart and what your plan is for my life. And and goodness gracious, man, I I, I don't I cried like a baby. Yeah, <laughs> pastor, I cried. I felt I felt so many weights and so much burden just fall right off of me in that moment in my life has not been the same ever since and that was just the beginning of okay god i I know you have something for me and i know you have a plan and a purpose for me and and growing from that point to the place of understanding what my purpose would be what my plan was because at that point i was and i was enjoying the military i was Mm -hmm. uh military police um, SWAT. I competed for the Air Force, and uh, we we did local tournaments against other military police in the United States, and we we would do well as a four man team on Randolph Air Force Base, which is where I was stationed. We'd uh, compete against uh, um, British Air Force, Isra- Israeli Air Force, um, and goodness gracious, I was I was that person, and yeah. then the Lord interrupted that again and said, "This is not the kind of soldier that I'm." Calling you to be, you are going to preach my gospel.
0: So, professionally, you were on the top of your game.
1: Yes, sir. And yes, God sir. Reached you there. He, yes, I was actually. I was actually training for a competition in Arkansas. I was at a training camp, and we were we were training for what would have been called the worldwide competition. If if we won first place against eighty other bases in the United States, then we would have qualified to be a part of that worldwide tournament where we compete compete against. Um, other military Air Force uh, teams. And we won first place. We, our four-man team on Randolph Air Force Base right here in San Antonio, Texas, took first place out of every other base in San Antonio, in the United States mm-hmm. included. And it was at that training camp, and that, that fire for that lifestyle, I felt it go out. and And right. you can't, you can't be at that level and not have that fire. For that, you're going to get yourself hurt. Somebody else will get hurt, and so I, I knew it. I recognized it, and I owned it. And I remember going to my to my uh, uh, my coach at the time. It, it's you need to send me back. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, and he understood. I explained to him everything. I shared the gospel. I, just, I shared the gospel with him. He was like, "I get it. I get it, Jake. Let's let's send you back home, bud." And so,
0: so it's it's interesting how professionally you're at the top of your game and um there wasn't really other issues externally you're you're doing well you're healthy you're competing you're winning you're satisfied in that area but in the other area not so much yes
1: yeah you that's know, that's
0: and, and our life is more than external yes. yes a lot of times we hear testimonies of people that are down and out on their luck and that they you know and yes. that draws them to to the cross and and you know whatever it is wherever you are Yes. But in your case, it wasn't it wasn't that you you probably financially were OK. You had, yes. you know, things happening, but your heart was not was not where it needed to no. be.
1: No. And that's you know, and, and, and I, I I love that particular uh, point because it, it is that way with people. Well, you got saved. Well, from what? You weren't doing well or right. you weren't you were in a bad were you on drugs what's the problem no i was doing i was doing great but i i realize now we were made for a relationship with the lord mm-hmm. and the relationship that i had with myself and my ambitions and my dreams and everything else it, it still couldn't touch the realization in me of knowing you know it's what you started the broadcast with it's what's god what's your plan and and i i i remember Catching this revelation in, in the Word of God when it says to delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. When I first read that on the surface, I think like many Christians, my initial thought and impression of that text was, you'll give me whatever I desire. Mm-hmm. I want that car, I want that man's wife, and I want this much money. You know, it's, <laughs> I'm going to delight myself in the Lord and He's going to give me the desires that are meant to be in my heart. That's right. And and when I started desiring things that I never desired before, I found more fulfillment and satisfaction in the things on the surface people would look at and be like, "But you're doing good." But I'm not satisfied and I'm not fulfilled and there's a huge difference and I definitely did not want to just go through life hitting hitting bull's eyes on targets that were not for me. And and so man that that's really where that came down to for me. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, oh my gosh, I'm out on the street and I'm strung out. It was, man, Lord, I want to hit the mark that you have set for me. And I've been making that my effort since.
0: And, but, but that would take me to, to the point that physical success, you know, worldly success is not the all in all. It's not, it's not going to provide Everything you need, we are more than just bodies and, and yes, you know things to drive around in. We we require more than that. Yes, you know, and so achieving that or striving to achieve that, you know, it's not it's not going to be enough. We need we need more. Could you could you speak to that? Perhaps somebody Absolutely. today is is you know they have on the ambitious scale, they're just off the charts mm-hmm. and they're going to make it and they're going to be a millionaire and they're going to take their family out of the ghetto and that's all great. I got no problem with money. I wish I had more, you know, Yeah, yeah. but that's not the answer no. to all of our needs.
1: Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because in some of the different things that I get to do in ministry, I get to connect and have relationship and influence with people from all walks of life. And, and you know, it, I remember feeling intimidated when I would get around a millionaire or a multimillionaire that was going through a divorce but I could discern the aching in their heart and I had and I had the hope of Christ in me and thinking, well, why would he receive anything from me? I don't have that much money because of the way that people think it's, well, you have more than me. What can I offer you? But I think about what, you know, Peter looked at and told the man that was sitting at the gate called beautiful. Well, Give me some money it was like, man, I, I ain't got no money, but I can fix what money can't fix. Um, how about you stand up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for me authority started to grow in me because it dawned on me I don't care what your your social background or standing economically is in life what you have in the bank account what you don't. don't I don't care what your talent or your gift is none of those things can do for you what Christ can and and man, I I I get it. You know, I, I was having this conversation with my nephew a while back. He was like, man, you know, so and so has a. He's he's one of those Google guys. Let me let me search. The net for what this person's <laughs> overall net worth is. Did you know this person is worth this much money, Theo? And I'm like, wow, that's cool, that's awesome. And he's like, well, well, well this is what their lifestyle is, though. Um, man, I, I don't know that they're being fulfilled. He was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where they're at. And well, like, yeah, but yeah, but look how much money. I mean, that that would be a big one if you well, You don't want that kind of money? Is that what you're trying to say to me, Theo? I was like, no, of course I would take that kind of money. I said. He was like, yeah, but if this person's living wickedly, and, and this. This is what their lifestyle represents. Wouldn't it be wrong if you took their money? I said, no. He said, why not? I said, because the Word of God says the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Boy, that's my money. (laughs) (laughs) He started laughing. He was like, say that again? That's in the Bible? Yeah, that's in the Bible, boy. I said, I can use that. I said, but I don't look at money for satisfaction. I look at it for what it is. It's a tool. Exactly. It's a resource. We can do things. We can advance God's kingdom with with resources. But the moment I fall in love with it thinking it's more, Mm -hmm. now it starts to become the issue of why the Bible says, the love of money up. is the root of all well, I don't love money. It's a tool. I like it and but I don't let it use me in, mm-hmm. in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean if you're in that situation, man, don't don't think for a moment that I don't really need Christ. I got a good job. I'm I'm married, yeah, it could be better, but uh ah, man, you have no idea how much God can take something that in your mind is good, because my situation in the military, in my opinion, was great. But what I experienced in terms of fulfillment, satisfaction, joy, peace, and the things that I've walked through as a result of Christ being my foundation, man, there are things that I'm anchored in in Christ that a good job would never have been able to walk me through. Me and my wife had our first son after being married for five years. He was born with uh, Down syndrome. We had no idea. He had traces of leukemia. He had a hole in his heart. He had abnormal white blood cells and very low blood platelets. We start educating ourselves on all of the differences in our life that this is going to make for us as parents. Mm-hmm. And six months into that adjustment, he he's diagnosed with a, a, a rare disease that has nothing to do with Down syndrome called Lennox-Gastaut. And, and the boy starts having 50 to 60 seizures Every single day, I don't care how much money you're making. That's right. My sure. my money couldn't fix mm-hmm. my kid, but the Lord is our healer,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: He is our ever-present help in time of need. You may not think you need certain things, but that doesn't mean later on down the road life's going to happen because you can't predict when those things happen. That's right. Here I am thinking I'm serving the Lord. I'm honoring God. That means because I'm a Christian now, nothing bad can happen to me, and that is the biggest. I think. It, I think when you become a Christian, the challenge has increased just yeah. because now you you stand in the light, and the that's darkness right. is gonna is only gonna be surrounding where that light is coming from all the more. But that's the purpose of that thing. And so I remember realizing, God, you're the only one that can walk us through this, Lord. Yeah. I'm being told that my son is probably not going to live past the age of 10 because there's no cure for this disease. They, they told us it was like we won the lottery. 0.03% of the world is affected by this disease. And, and that I,
0: was just one of the things he had. It was
1: just one of the things. And I'm thinking to myself, well, he has down syndrome already, Lord. I'm just trying to figure out how to, yeah. how to put my mind in. Uh, okay. And now there's another one. I remember it hitting me how I believed the wrong thing about the right God. Hmm. I believed because I had been faithful. Things like that shouldn't happen to someone like me. That's nonsense. Mm-hmm. I I, be- I realize it now. And I remember when that revelation hit me and it changed my entire outlook in that particular regard. Yeah. I remember holding my son. He's having a seizure in his hands, uh, in his, his hands and his hands in his mouth. And, and he nearly bit his thumb off. And I remember this is the first time that I ever screamed and yelled at God, God, why don't you just heal him? I've seen you do it. I've seen you heal worse, God, just yeah. do it already. And I remember in that moment, quietly sensing the Holy Spirit speaking to me, your son is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I've got him. He's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. If if you allow Me to have my way in this situation, I won't be able to continue having my way in you. If I heal him right now, what I'm doing in
0: you is going to be undone. Wow! Do you still trust me, son? It's
1: like, Lord, I I
0: trust you. You know what, Jacob? We're going to have to bring you back, and and this is this is a a nail biter almost. This testimony. Where where do you preach? Where do you minister? Where are you at? Tell me about about the church. Absolutely,
1: we're out in Healing Place Church, which is is going up by 10 toward Burney, Fair Oaks Parkway is the exit. As soon as you exit, you go right over the freeway to the left, you'll see a Flagstaff gas station. And there's a big, huge, like five, six story yellow cross on the side of the road that is impossible to miss. It is it is the landmark to look for when it comes to to hitting our church. So I've I've been there now. We are about to actually celebrate seven years in March. So that's that's where I'm at. I'm the associate pastor there. I oversee the discipleship stuff, our leadership, some of our staff, the things that
0: we do. Invite 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 us to church on Sunday. What time is the service? Absolutely, our service
1: starts every Sunday morning at ten a.m. We we do things during the week. We go live. We're on social media. You can look us up at Healing Place um, Church. San Antonio Bernie and that's on Facebook and follow us there and any event that we're having in the city I mean we do a big uh, Super Bowl barbecue contest the guy that won last year he won with snow uh, snow crab legs oh my goodness oh wow father in heaven that's yes <laughs> I don't even like football but I love the Super Bowl now <laughs> so
0: yes that, that's us and you're on you're on the internet at healingplacesa.org
1: yes yes we are
0: all right and so Jacob Thank you so much for, for I'm I'm going I mean it. We're going to bring you back soon and we want to hear the rest of that testimony. I want to pick your brain a little bit more sure. about success and about about uh, being a believer, sure. you know, not coming from the down from from the dough, the down and the dirt and everything, but being on top and having that transition. I want to talk to you about that. And so, thank you for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this. God bless you San Antonio. We'll see you again next time.